The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
inui kua uli e na hono wa o piladi o aho o kakuhi hewa kawai o mano kalani po kawai o mano kalani po e na ivale no ko i ku pono a ole pa Kumu pono o Hawaii, e mau ke e o ka aina i ka pono, e mau ke e o ka aina i ka pono. I ho o ka hika hika manao, i ho o ka hika hipuwai, i ho o ka hika hike aloha. morning. So, as many of you know, Reverend Vanessa Southern is on sabbatical, and so she left you in the hands of this flock of fools up here. Um, I'm Carmen Barsotti the, um, from Faithful Fools, together with Sam Dennison. Sam and I are co-directors at The Fools um, and live there, and we have Dennis Adams, a uh, very faithful fool of this congregation and of the Tenderloin. Um, so we also want to welcome our special musicians. We have Carla Carmack, Rosalie, um, Alfonso, Michael Yashamito, who will be doing the hulu, Yamashita, and we have Bill Klingelhofer, who many of you know. And we welcome Mark, our faithful music director, and Richard Fay, who will be doing the song leading today. We hope that all of you who are on live stream have an order of service so you can follow along in the worship and that all of you here also have one. Uh, please know that someone's monitoring the chat, so if you want to say anything there or have any questions, you can do so. And a quick COVID note is that all of us have done our tests here and um, tested negative today, so when we speak, we will be without our masks. And then, um, as is tradition in this congregation, when one of the members passes away, we extinguish a candle. And um, today we remember Janine Bray, who died on Wednesday, October 19th, after being diagnosed with ab abdominal cancer only a few short months ago. Mark Sumner shared that Janine was a dear, dear person that he really loved enjoying having near him. He said she had such a sweet nature and enjoyed so many endeavors as a choir director, both at the church and to a degree beyond it, with our theatrical projects and touring. And Judith Stoddard, who's also a longtime friend, shared that Janine was a member of the Spiritual Experiences Group, and she enjoyed and appreciated when she once showed her the wonderful altar for Dia de los Muertos. And Nancy Hardy's too spoke of Janine as a friend. She said, I feel a great loss, not just to me, but for the choir and our beloved community. Janine said to her once that at first she just wanted to sing in the choir, and when it hit her that that meant that going to church, she thought, what have I done? But she saw the beauty in our church and surprised herself by how much it resonated with her. She became a member of UUSF. So in remembrance of Janine honoring her life 
and remembering her passing, I ask Dennis to now extinguish a candle. And so in memory of Janine and all of us gathered in this space and virtually, let's begin our time of worship together by singing our opening hymn, Gather the Spirit, number 347. The words and music are in the order of service for those who are on live stream. lighting. We light our chalice, a symbol of Unitarian Universalism, calling into this space all of us who are part of this community, near or far, wherever this hour finds you, you know you are with us. Two, for those of you at home, feel free to light your own candle or chalice if you have one. Please say with me the words of our chalice lighting printed in your order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together.
A sticky wick. Mask. Ah. I can be unmasked. And now I've lost my place. If this is your first time watching, thanks for joining us. You can be emailed our weekly newsletter and the link to our order of service and Sunday live stream every week if you fill out one of our connection forms. They are on the welcome table outside the sanctuary or available through a link in the order of service or video description of today's service. The order of service lifts upcoming events and links to opportunities to connect. I want to highlight a few things. This is the last day of letter writing to encourage people to vote. Please stop by the table to write letters after the service. Today at 12.15, the film Pictures from a Hiroshima Schoolyard will be shown. Read details in your order of service. And this is our COVID update. We'll, we'll start with a COVID care and concern table where people can get information about the latest boosters, number three and four shots, on October 30th. We want to make sure we have data so we can create Christmas services with care and concern for our community. For that reason, we will informally gather booster information. Please respond to the Sunday survey sent out to, in the flame about your booster status, or write your booster status on an index card at the care and concern table and place it in the box starting on October 30th. This information will be kept confidential. Proof of COVID vaccines no longer required for entry starting November 13th. Reminder, if you feel sick, stay home. Masks are still required while indoors and during worship on Sundays. Please mark November 18th and 19th on your calendars now. Eighth principal author Paula Cole-Jones will be conducting a workshop for our congregation on building a culture of inclusion she will be helping us figure out how to put into action our intention of dismantling racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our communities. At this time, I'd like to call up Cheryl Diener to uh, make an announcement about the auction. And after her, John Talbot will be uh, making a statement. Good morning. morning. I am pleased to announce that our 2022 homecoming auction and party was a success. We all wanted to be together, and thanks to you, we were. Homecoming was lively and fun and full of love and service to our UU community. So as they say on NPR, let's do the numbers. Professional auctioneer Gary Lorenzen and his assistant Chelsea Hung donated their day to us. Over 40 volunteers and staff gave their energy, time, and good wishes to this event. 71 members and friends of UUSF donated trips, treasures, and events to our live and silent auctions. 162 tickets were sold. $48,000 was raised for the work of this church, with 22,100 earmarked for next year's intern. Not bad. So on behalf of co-chair Gino Fortunato, Myself and the auction committee, thank you again for our most wonderful day. If you'd like to receive a statement about your donation, email auction at ssuusf.org. Thanks. And now John Talbot will be the representative from Faith in Action to make the announcement on Prop M. 
Hi, I'm John Talbot and with me is James Lichty. We're representatives from Faith in Action and we're here to ask for your support for Prop M on the November ballot. People ask us why we would get involved in San Francisco housing politics. Maybe because we wanted to be fools <laughs> and we wanted to be part of what's going on, but we have in our work found that all of us are affected by the housing shortage in San Francisco, most especially those who are at risk of eviction, which does not just include the poor anymore, and it directly affects senior citizens all over the city. These are the people that we work with on a regular basis and are becoming ourselves, and we want to support this. The idea of an empty homes tax is simply to put a tax on homes, apartments specifically, that are kept open for investment purposes. That means keeping people out. We believe that we build housing in San Francisco for people to live in, not for speculators to make money on. This is a controversial position. We, rec we recognize that, and we will be out back at the table with more information, and we would love to have discussion uh, with you about it. But we ask for your support. So, there are two of us, so please feel free to come up and ask questions if you have any. Now we'd like to invite you all to greet one another. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you, Cheryl. It's wonderful to hear so many voices and laughter and welcome in this space. I invite you to join me now as we say together our covenant and sing our doxology. The words of the covenant are printed in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom and to help one another.
skies. Let songs of hope and faith arise. Let peace, goodwill on earth be sung through every land by every tongue. So this morning, I invite us to just to sit quietly and to maybe notice your body and get yourselves comfortable. I'm going to read us a blessing from the earth prayers. So if you're also comfortable to place your hands on your lap and open if that feels like a receiving place and a giving place. From the East House of Light, may wisdom dawn in us, so we may see all things in clarity. From the North House of Night, may wisdom ripen in us, so we may know all from within. From the West House of Transformation, may wisdom be transformed into right action, so we may do what must be done. From the South House of the Eternal Sun, may right action reap the harvest so we may enjoy the fruits of planetary being. And above house of heaven, where star people and ancestors gather, may their blessings come to us now. From below house of earth, May the heartbeat of her crystal core bless us with harmonies to end all war. And if you place your hand on your abdomen there, on your center, from the center galactic source, which is everywhere at once, may everything be known as the light of mutual love. And blessed be, may it be so. Ik 
kilo ona ne ya ina kuna lani Maya na ke ala o kapua o kapika ke i hali hali amai i kamakani kolona he holono ana i ke kani hone hone akau kulele. Kamele ho o hau o li o lana akapu uai Huli aku kawai uka ika a ana kukui Huali ke me na hopku e kawana inapali Mai kapuana no kapo mahina la ilai Holono na ike kani one hone ya kautu lele Aina mai kapuana no kapo mahina la ilai Holono anai ke kani hone hone akaukulele. Marcy, David, Laura, Stephen, Cheryl, Cecilia. Ed, Carolyn, Stone, Ramu, Kim, Mercedes, Jimena, Odin, Zeus, Jesse, Andrea, James. Sounds a little like romper room, doesn't it? But when Sam proposed the question for the service today, what fuels us fools? What fuels me as a faithful fool? I began to have these litany of names arise. Monique, Julia, Dennis, George, Addie, John, Sue, Bob, Jackie, the list is infinite. People have always fueled me because I care about people. I care about what have to, people have to live through and navigate in this world. I care that people have a safe and dignified place to be and don't feel alone in this world. I care that all of us no respectful relationships with friends who care about us. Andrea Jorgensen once said, sometimes home is the relationship we hold. Responsibility and accountability fuel me. I'm a human being and I know pain and grief and my human limitations and I know I am cared about and cared for. I have what I need and more. Not because I've been lucky or I've been blessed, but because the systems, the laws, and the institutions for decades and centuries have been to my advantage at the expense of the majority of people on this planet. I was fueled when I learned when I lived and worked in Nicaragua in the 1990s that the U.S. was 6% of the world's population and we were consuming more than 50% of the world's resources. 
We can look around us, some of us, and think that we're the norm, that there's only a relatively few people who don't have what they need, who are impoverished or disadvantaged in our world, but that is not accurate. We who have what we need and more are really a relatively small group of people in this whole world. And anger fuels me. The anger is deep. I see the consequences of people living in mass poverty in Nicaragua, in Venezuela, in the tenderloin of San Francisco. I see the corruption, the injustices, the theologies, the racism, the everyday practices that keep them there. I know the anger of being a woman, being considered naive, dismissed, excluded because of my gender. Having my response to Sam's question begin with people is not surprising because it is the people who lead me to the places, to the situations, to the institutions, to the ways of thinking, and to systems that both can be life-enhancing and also hurt and do prolonged damage, that exclude and dismiss individuals and whole groups of people. And my relationships are what fool and fuel and fool and sustain me. My faithfulness to the relationships call me to pay attention, to care about, to look further than the surface of something, to engage and to listen, to hear and understand, to be enraged and to do something and to say something. And tremendously important for this here fool is hope and humor. If I'm to remain in the struggle for a lifetime, then I need to believe that personal and social change is possible. This little nose here, which some of you have, remind me that I need to laugh and to share laughter. There are many days when my joy and laughter tank feels a little bit low, and I'm always grateful when I'm reminded how a simple little hearty laugh can quickly fill my tank. Amazing how this little nose can cause a whole universal shift. And as Ken Fight says in his book, Foolish Wisdom, fools live in hope. And if they are going to work in a situation that seems hopeless, they need a sense of folly. I welcome you into follyhood. So it's also your generosity which fools, fuels the fools. So this morning the um, offering will be going to the work of Faithful Fools, supporting our life and work in the Tenderloin. And it's also, we honor the vision of co-founder Reverend Kay Jorgensen, who was social justice minister of this congregation. And we have shared a commitment with UUSF for more than 25 years. So to make a donation on Vanco, if you're online or using the donate button on the website, please select offering to make your gift. If you're sending a check, you can put in special offering for 1023, and I believe there will also be baskets going around. So we thank you for your generosity. Aloha, la 
music emanating from that corner this morning. Very beautiful. Our reading this morning is a love letter to the TL by a faithful fool, Elise Yousafian. I don't know what I want to say. Something significant, something with presence, something that touches people, touches me something that makes change and shakes us to the core, wakes us up from the death-drive nightmares of capitalism and greed, and poisoning the waters of our only war world, something that opens our eyes and our hearts, that makes visible the threads of our lives, weaving us together and, and shining all around us. As I walk the streets, sometimes our threads gleam with the almost blinding light of reflection, bouncing off gold teeth and broken glass, and the shattered dreams glittering the sidewalk. On the streets, the threads of our lives catch on every unkind word, and all the hugs and sirens and smiles, on invisible poets without shelter, and the howls of cacophonous catcalls, on school kids laughing and drug deals making the terrible bearable, and on my sewing needles, and visions of marigolds and peace poles, uplifting an army of us fools, walking in time with the thrum of the streets that dances a duel with our beating hearts. Now and then our intertwining threads are lit by the sun. Through the tiny window at noontime, when its warming rays reach the streets, frozen for a few moments, caught between temples of concrete and glass, stifled by the silence of steel beams and starless skies. Where can I breathe? Where can we seek refuge? Into the streets I go again and again, walking and asking, so what do I want to say? Something with presence that allows me to witness and be witnessed. Something that helps me remember not all the beauty is revealed at once. I step into the streets and everything changes. Here ends our reading. I invite you to join in singing with us hymn number 299, Make Channels for the Streams of Love.
ways of love where they may broadly run and love has overflowing streams to Such channels to provide the very parts of love for us will soon be parched and dried. But we must share if we would keep this gift all else above. Such is the love, love. Why did I ask that question? What fuels us? Well, of course, there's the last two years. I suspect you had similar experiences to me the last couple of years. But there's something else. I have this sense when I walk around in the world that there is a lot of weariness, something that's above and beyond our chronic sense of concern about, I don't know, climate change or polarized politics or all of those intractable injustices around us all the time, the poverty, the racism. Ugh. And then every time a headline announces a new act of brutality or some fatal act of neglect, I find myself saying, what? Really? Really? One more thing? And then I feel that deep sigh of weariness come over me. Those headlines are every day, and so is this weariness. So there's a need for something, fuel, inspiration maybe, hope, but something that will keep us going. And I carry that with me all the time. If you happen to catch me at a potluck or a picnic or mm, at a church someplace giving a sermon and you see my sleeves are rolled up, you're going to catch a glimpse of the fool whose essence keeps me going and who puts a little pep in my step now and then. Almost every day, someone will point to my arm and say, is that, wait, did I see that? Is that, wait a minute, don't tell me, I know, I know. Ooh, who is it, I'll get it. And then there's like this burst of a smile and a twinkle in the eye and they always say, that's Don Quixote. And I say, yes, you got it right, absolutely. It's Don Quixote, the knight errant who inspires us to dream the impossible dream. Oh, you're going to have that song with you all day long. <laughs> My little gift to you, an earworm for you. Yeah. He's that mildly insane Spanish landholder who was made up or maybe he was just made famous by Don Miguel de Cervantes in the 1600s. He's that guy who went on wild adventures with his field hand, Sancho Panza, and he reminds us that so many of our worst and most terrifying enemies are really just windmills and not monsters at all. But listen, lean in a little bit. I'm going to tell you what Don Quixote's real secret superpower is. He sees the best in everyone, and he won't let them be less than that best self. Think about it. To Sancho, his field hand, who says, I can't be your squire. I don't know anything about horses. In fact, I'm a little afraid of them. And Quixote says, ah, nonsense. You are brave and you are valiant and horses take one look at you and they know you're trustworthy and you'll never let them down. 
So our little friend Sancho sort of squares his shoulders, pulls himself up, and he goes off adventuring with Quixote. The two of them, going across the landscape, come across an inn and an innkeeper, and Quixote takes this as a great castle with a great lord. Not only is the innkeeper in his mind a great lord, but he's a generous and kind man who's well known for being just and very good to all the people around him. Now that innkeeper, who hadn't paid his kitchen staff or the stable hands in quite some time, decides that he might try and be a little more fair, so he pays some of the wages that he owes his staff, and he tells the kitchen folks, don't water down the beer quite so much. We'll let people have a good time tonight. Quixote is so impressed with this innkeeper that he says, will you knight me? Will you make me a knight? And the innkeeper agrees to because he likes being that guy. And who doesn't? You can make somebody into a knight and a great hero just by touching him on the shoulder. That's a good deal. If you're familiar with the musical, The Man of La Mancha, you also know about this dynamic that happens between Quixote and Aldonza. Aldonza is a kitchen maid who sells sex in order to maintain at least a little bit of control over her body and her life. But Quixote doesn't see her, as other people do, as a slut or a sinner. No, he sees her as a lady, the Lady Dulcinea. Oh, but this, this gift is both a good and a curse. Aldonza, amongst all the characters in this story, has more to lose than anybody else if she enters into this vision of Quixotes. The conditions of her life are wretched. They are violent. And his flowery language threatens her ability to distance herself from the brutality that she faces every day. In the midst of his fantasy of her, she risks losing her ability to say, I just don't care what happens to me. Do what you will. To move even slightly closer to Quixote's vision of her is to risk her ability to survive psychologically and physically. In this, Aldonza and Quixote inspire me. Seeing in ourselves, seeing in others, seeing in you, the best of who we can be, not the worst or the least, is risky. It takes courage. And once you do it, you can't go back. You can't go back to being less than or seeing other people as less than. In the Fool's mission statement, we say, we see the light, courage, intelligence, strength, and creativity of the people we encounter. And it's true, when we meet people in a sanctuary, in the tenderloin, on a campus someplace, we don't look for their woundedness or their brokenness. God knows there are enough people around who can do that with great ease. No, we look for one another's best selves and we assume that's who they, who we are. Quixote might be viewed as a romantic figure, but we faithful fools, we are not romantic. Like Aldonza, we cannot ignore the brutality that surrounds us or our own worst moments. We know that we might not ever be a gracious lady or a just and kind landlord of a great castle. Sometimes we are just that hard-scrabbling innkeeper who isn't fair to his staff or his guests. Some days, our best self isn't something we want to brag about. It's just the best we can manage. But what do you do on days like that, when you are so weary, when everything is going just in directions you can't imagine, when you realize that you have fallen short of your best self and you would like to be something better? This is why I like this image of Quixote. This image that I have on my arm, it's not the usual one that you see, where Quixote and Sancho are bravely approaching some windmill, ready to take on the menacing monster. No, take a look. This Quixote is tired. 
His lance is not propped, hopefully, upright. No, it's really heavy. And he can barely keep the tip of it off the ground. Rosanante, his trusty steed, is showing his age too. Knobbly knees and all. Bony rump, even. This Quixote, this Quixote is weary. But mind you, he is not defeated. I don't know that this version of Quixote ever really appears in Cervantes' novel. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. Everything that I've told you about Sancho and the innkeeper and Aldunza exists primarily in my mind. You aren't entirely wrong if you think I'm making it all up. But I hope you will forgive me this literary license when you realize how much I need Quixote to have this superpower. I need him to see the best in me, even in my worst moments, because this is how I manage to live with all the things that I have left undone and the moments when I've fallen short. When I can be honest and say, I am weary, and this is all that I can manage right now, I feel very much like this Quixote, the one on my arm. <coughs> he is the one who longs to keep going, even when his arms are too weary. This is not the Don Quixote I would have chosen in my youth, or even 10 years ago, when I was still filled with the sense that counting successes was the me measure of my life. That Quixote had a lance lightly balanced on his toes and a somewhat jaunty steed, ready for adventure, a windmill up ahead, and Sancho bravely at his side. No, this Quixote on my arms reminds me of a conversation I had with Kay Jorgensen, co-founder of The Fools with Carmen. Years ago, when I first met Kay, I asked her, how do you keep going in the face of failure? She leaned forward and she said, Sam, what, what do you mean by failure? I don't know, I said, maybe somebody leaves a program and goes back to the streets. Maybe they overdose and die. Kay thought about the question again. When our eyes met, she said, Sam, that's not failure. That's heartache. That's just what happens when you care about someone. Kay looked weary in that moment, <clears throat> just as I feel weary today. But here's the thing about the Quixote who sees your best self and won't let you be any less than that. Your best self, my best self, is not always cheerful and peppy. Sometimes you just have to be your best weary self. This Quixote reminds me to be, see the best in others and to even see Quixote's best self too, to see the knight errant in this weary rider on that old, slow-moving, but trustworthy steed. The world needs people like us to do the work of justice, to keep visible the people and stories that are at risk for being lost forever and being erased. To seek justice when the world says justice is no more than an impossible dream. We can't give up and give in to weariness. But what we can do is be weary and keep going, imperfectly and awkwardly, even when we look more like fools than heroes. Being our best selves, <clears throat> even our weary best selves, makes it easier to do what needs to be done and to be okay with what has yet to be done. This Quixote reminds us that heartache isn't the same thing as failure. And you can still try when you feel too weary. To dream the impossible dream To fight the unbeatable foe to bear with unbearable sorrow to run 
where the brave dare not go to right the unrightable wrong to love pure and chaste from afar to try when your arms are too weary to reach the unreachable star this is my quest to follow that star no matter how hopeless no matter how far to fight for the right without question or pause to be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause and i know if i'll only be true to this glorious quest that my heart will lie peaceful and calm when i'm laid to my rest and the world will be better for this that one man scorned and covered with scars still strong with his last songs of courage to reach the go forth dreaming, impossible dreams, singing, dancing, wearing noses, that fuel our journey and our commitment. And as we leave today, keeping present with us Vanessa, who during this month is on her sabbatical, I send us forth with the benediction Vanessa uses each week to send us forth. So please stand if you are able and let's receive this blessing together. And now in our comings and goings, may the light of love shine upon us, out from within us, be gracious unto us and bring us peace. For this is the day we are given let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed be you. Alisa Akuneyau Ikalele Paluna Poniu Nanea, Nanea i kalele, akapaluna, alava i hoe, anika makani. Aleluia, 